It is Sunday, March 21st here at Draft Shark Studios. I am your host, Matt Schaff. Welcome to the sixth quick hit pod in the Dynasty Prospects Scouting Report series. You can tell it's weird doing it on a Sunday morning. I don't even know where I'm at right now. But I am here. Jared Smola is with me. We are now up to 11 Dynasty Rookie Scouting Reports on DraftSharks.com. Every single one is free to read. We have many more on the way leading up to the NFL Draft. Check them all out. And we're going to keep these quick hit quick hit pods going throughout subscribe to the draft sharks youtube channel or any of our podcast feeds to collect them all many folks are at church this morning jared but i'm worshiping at the altar of memphis running back kenneth gainwell he was a three-year starter at quarterback for yazoo county high school in mississippi clearly a run first guy though he tallied 4730 rushing yards over that span versus 3682 passing yards He headed toward college as a three-star prospect, fairly lightly recruited, though. He did get an offer from home state Ole Miss, but otherwise he chose Memphis over just a few offers from either FCS or low-level FBS schools. In getting to Memphis in 2018, he arrived to a backfield that already featured Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard, and Patrick Taylor. You know the first two. Patrick Taylor was on the practice squad for the Packers last year. So obviously three NFL caliber backs already in that Memphis backfield. Gainwell took a red shirt four games into that season. Henderson and Pollard, of course, got drafted the following spring. Patrick Taylor opened 2019, splitting the backfield with Gainwell. Looked like he had the lead share, though. He was the lead ball carrier for that first game. But after the opener, Taylor missed the next eight games because of a foot injury. Gainwell absolutely capitalized. He topped 100 yards rushing in six of those eight contests that Taylor missed. He maintained his touch lead in the backfield even after Taylor returned from his injury. Gainwell wound up 12th in the nation in rushing yards, fourth in total yards from scrimmage. He opted out of 2020, though, because of COVID, and it really was a particularly understandable decision because his dad said that their family lost four members to the virus. So we saw no Gainwell in 2020. Now he's heading into the draft after a year off. Yeah, I mean, I look at that 2019, and that's like a dreamy season from a college running back prospect. I mean, you love the receiving stuff, both the volume, the 51 catches, the efficiency, 12 yards per catch. I like the fact that he handled 231 carries, was super efficient on the ground, 6.3 yards per carry. Patrick Taylor finished that season at just 4.5 yards per carry. Kylan Watkins was the number three back. He averaged 5.2 yards per carry. So Gainwell was super efficient even compared to his teammates running in the same system. And of course, he was on a team with Antonio Gibson and garnered more touches both as a runner and a receiver than Antonio Gibson in that season. So let's get to some of that dreamy stuff, which includes watching some highlights of Kenneth Gainwell in that one season of action. Gainwell isn't big, played at about 190 pounds. Now he's a 201, but he's also not too small for a sizable NFL rushing share. I saw some power and balance to finish off his runs. I saw a solid stiff arm. He's also capable of running through arm tackles. But Jared, I mean, the burst and agility are the big selling point, bigger than any strength here. When he gets a crease, he's capable of exploiting that quickly, seems to have good vision for maximizing what's in front of him, and a spin move that he loves to go to to get through early tackle attempts. Yeah, definitely a big play throughout. I mean, just watching him, game was like the, the prototypical modern NFL back. He's undersized. I'll be curious to see where he plays at the NFL, you know, because like you said, he, you know, Memphis had him listed at 191. He was 201 at his pro day. You know, 191's like, that's too small to be 
a lead back. I think if he can play in the low two hundreds, though, you know, he could be a guy who carries twelve to fifteen times per game. But it's it's the receiving stuff that I think you got to be excited about. I mean, you see on the tape him lining up in the slot out wide at Memphis. He's a good route runner. I mean, he looks like a slot receiver. You know, when when he's lined up outside of the backfield, um, had just three drops on 60 career catchable cast, uh, catchable targets. So reliable hands. I think he's a safe bet to be a pretty big factor in the passing game at the next level. Then it just comes down to how much of a workload he can handle on the ground, how much of a workload his, his NFL team is willing to give him. Yeah. I think the receiving that he has already showed he's capable of is the biggest selling point for him, especially in terms of early NFL production. Now, like you said, he ran a lot of routes from slot and out mm-hmm. wide positions, even in just the four games that I watched for the scouting report, 51 catches for the season. It was second on the team and 13 more than Antonio Gibson got for that same Memphis team. He was asked to talk about it after his pro day, uh, comparing himself to Antonio Gibson. Gainwell said, I play running back first as opposed to receiver. So, I mean, he even considers himself a runner first, and yet we saw all of this receiving. I think when you consider how much he ran from receiver spots, it makes the lack of drops even that much more impressive. And they did throw him wide receiver type routes. And you can also see him creating after the catch on you know more running back type routes, screens and such. So it was really an impressive guy and a fun uh, set of tape to watch. Fantasy outlook. What do you think for Kenneth Gainwell? I just want to see him land with a team with a history or you know a coaching staff or, or a quarterback with, with that you know we, we know utilizes the running backs in the passing game and sort of maximizes them in the passing game. I I, I think Tampa would be a sweet landing spot. I mean I know Ronald Jones is going to be back there, but again Gainwell is going to be a committee back. You know you don't expect him to come in and, and get you know fifteen plus t- uh, carries per game, but you know even like alongside Jones, he could you know get eight to ten carries and, and dominate the passing game work. We know Tom Brady likes targeting his back. So again, I I think landing spot is going to be important for Gainwell for me. Yeah. I think you get Tariq Cohen type of receiving upside, but in a better rushing package than what you get from a player like Tariq Cohen. I have a lot of running backs left to work on for this class, but I'm guessing that Gainwell will probably land third in my rookie rankings behind Najee Harris and Travis Etienne. He's not nearly as big as Harris, obviously he's smaller than Etienne as well, but that displayed receiving profile, the attractive speed and agility and decent size, not tiny, not huge. Um, I think all of it comes together to give him plenty of upside and the receiving in particular gives him that path, I think, to early production, obviously in the right spot would be optimal, but I think he just has the the package that he could be good for anybody who ever drafts him next month. Are you anti Devonte Williams? You just haven't seen enough of him. Yet. Just haven't watched him yet. That's why I gave the caveat. I haven't, <laughs> I have a lot of running backs left to work on here. So we'll see. Yeah, rankings definitely not finalized. I, I agree, though. I mean, I think Gainwell is going to be probably more valuable in fantasy than even in, in real life football, just because of that. You know, we know how targets are worth like 2.5 times the amount of fantasy points on average is carry. So if he's going to get 50 plus targets a season, and I think he is that type of guy. He's going to be a big time fantasy asset. And I think in that range of running backs behind Harris and ETN, it's going to be extremely interesting to see where guys go, both what teams they land on and where in the draft they get selected. Yep. Check out DraftSharks.com for a new profile basically every day up until the NFL Draft. Monday will bring Auburn wideout Seth Williams, followed by a trio of Alabama standouts. As I've mentioned, the prospect scouting reports are all free to read, but you should lock in your DS Insider access so that you can see where all of these guys land in our up-to-date dynasty rankings. Might still be moving as we all get more familiar with these players leading up to the draft. And then, of course, they're all going to move at least some after we see where they all land. 
You can also access our 2021 fantasy rankings and the MVP board. They are already live. They're ready to help you draft. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at Draft Sharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShoutDS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F for Jared Smola and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew. I'm Matt Shaft saying thanks so much for swimming with us.